Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, I'm excited because today uh, we have a special guest in the studio. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. um, your apartment, aka the studio. Yes. Quite literally. We have a familiar voice to the podcast, actually. She's the voice of our intro. Not the outro. I don't think your voice is in the outro, but the no. intro. Yeah, the outro is just movie clips. Um, but she's in the intro. It's my sister, Olivia Rancourt. Yay! Welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad you joined us for this very important and controversial mm. episode. This week, we're covering the highly anticipated, highly controversial, dramatic, I don't even know what other adjectives you can put on it. We're covering Don't Worry Darling. Yes, it is directed by Olivia Wilde and written by Katie Silberman. Um, we've heard a lot about Olivia Wilde and this movie and yes, we the romance that bud from the movie. And she's also in the movie. She's also in the movie. Yes, this movie is starring Florence Pugh, aka Queen, aka Miss Flo, mm -hmm. <laughs> as well as Harry Styles, aka Budding Romance, as well as Olivia Wilde and Chris Pine and Gemma Chan. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. Oh, I mean, my gosh. It just I, keeps going. It's an incredible lineup yes. for a film. Yes. The this, outcome, however. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this feels very full circle to me because our first episode, we talked about Olivia's other film, Booksmart. Booksmart. Yes. That was the beginning of the podcast for us, which is almost two years ago now, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, to that say. is wild. Uh, this is a completely different vibe going into it. Yes. Um, I think we all had our suspicions because so much has been said about the movie and yes. what it might be, what it's going to turn into. I remember. People love it or hate it. Exactly. I remember, so yeah, I'm big on film Twitter. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing all the pictures all over Twitter when this was filming. Yes. Still during kind of the height of the pandemic. Uh -huh. Everybody's like, Olivia Wilde's next movie. It's 1950s. It's a psychodrama. And I was on the edge of my seat yeah. the entire time. I was like, oh my gosh, somebody leak something to me. <laughs> this is incredible. This is iconic. I'm I'm so obsessed. I'm obsessed with it already. I can't wait. The, 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 this movie's going to take so long to come out. And the trailer dropped. And I was... We sent it to each other immediately. immediately. We're like, what is going on with the, Olivia Wilde's the hairline? The second it came out. <laughs> yeah. There's more problems to the movie than just her hairline. But yes. from the trailer, I was like, uh-huh. But yeah. Exactly. But the trailer seemed so promising. I was like, this yes. is everything I needed and more. This this is amazing. The artistry, the mm -hmm. drama. Mm -hmm. I don't I have no idea what this is gonna be about, but I know it's gonna be insane and I can't wait. Yes. Flash forward to the, uh, the end of September 2022, the film 
releases after all of the drama from Venice and everything that happened beforehand with Shia LaBeouf and Florence and Olivia. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to get into any of that because everybody already knows it by now. And we talked about it like last week. Yeah, we did. (laughs) We did that too. We're, we're We're done talking about the drama. We're talking about the actual movie now and what it was and what it wasn't. Absolutely. It starts off and I was like, oh my God, it's starting because I've been literally waiting for this since COVID. Um, So it felt very surreal because I believe it also was delayed. I think it was supposed to come out in, not last summer, maybe. I don't know, but I feel like it came out later than it was supposed to. There was a lot of buildup towards this. And especially because it's starring Florence Pugh, it's starring Harry Styles. Those are like major film major role. film yeah dunkirk he doesn't talk right. so no he, he doesn't no he like literally no he doesn't speak. he doesn't speak and christopher nolan mm. knew what he was doing exactly um, anyway yeah his performance in dunkirk is good because he doesn't speak but anyways um i was so excited because all my friends like were obsessed with florence Pugh, were obsessed with harry styles like this has a very target audience. Yep. Um, and it's me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. I am the target audience. No, we literally are. And I somehow with, it's still missed. Yeah, I mm-hmm. went with a bunch of girls. Um, We all saw it together and we're all like waiting. And I think we all kind of left the theater being like, like I've gotten a lot of texts today. We're like, we're going to think on that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, now we're like, okay, wait, what was that about? What was, wait, what was that about? And literally my sister and I today, we spent the day together. She's visiting me in the city and we were just like digesting it going through like, okay, now that we've had time to process. And I think we both left the theater kind of on different, different levels. I kind of left, um, I'm not easily starry eyed after seeing something like, oh, I love that. I usually come to love it. Mm. I usually leave the theater feeling very fired up of like, well, what did not work? Um, and usually picking it apart first and then being like, no, you know what? That did work. And then seeing it again. If yes. I think, you know, actually I want to have a second glance at that. You, however. Well, I think we come into the movie theater with different expectations. Um, and that just is because of who we are as people. So you live in New York City you're going to school for this, you're studying films as an actress, and me, not so much. I am your regular person who I think goes into the movie theater just wanting to be entertained. Mm -hmm. And um, I like to think a little bit and be on the edge of my seat. But at the end of the movie, if I was brought into a different world and kind of like escapism, that's Mm -hmm. good enough for me. I always do walk away from movies needing to digest it a little bit, but I never have these big like feelings. I'm always like, ah, yeah, that was entertaining. And that's usually good enough for me. So I think that's how I walked away from this. And throughout today, as our day went on, we would have different thoughts that popped up and we kept dissecting it. So Mm. that's interesting. What kept popping up for you guys? Well, one of the major points was and I hope that I say this every episode. I'm like, I hope that the listeners have watched the movie, and this I really is, hope you have. This is this a podcast is like, for spoilers. Yes, I'm sorry. Every spoiler is coming you out. Really this can't. movie you can't talk about no. without spoiling it. Yeah, like you can't. today, we were trying to explain it to my friend, and I was like, uh, well, 
well, the real them, well, not, uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. like, in the real world, and then in the pretend world. And, and, and then I'm like, the real world, it's like, yeah, that's saying, yeah, that's saying too, too much. much. Too much, which, on the other hand, though, I was incredibly curious during Venice Film Festival, mm-hmm. so I read a lot of reviews mm-hmm. that, you know, claim. I remember you saying that. Claim to be spoiler-free, which, again, aren't necessarily spoiler-free, because it How do you gives away the it? idea that there's a real world and a simulation. Well, and that's okay. actually my first issue with the movie. If we're starting from like the beginning of the movie, moving forward, that's my first issue with it is that it jumps into it so quickly. Yeah. Of that there is an issue in this world, which I get. I was, I was really kind of pissed but off it really about that. I'm not going to lie. Started off with like there was no build up to why they love this world. Mm. We see like maybe for the first 10 to 15 minutes Florence Pugh she cooks for her husband he performs oral sex to her like on the kitchen table (laughs) like oh yeah they have a lovely dinner they're drunk and they go to bed and do it all over the next day yeah (laughs) and and that's content but then cyclical it's immediate like I'm questioning what's going on in this world yeah Yeah. I I really did not understand and why it was like why it felt like five minutes into the movie and we're already getting the flashes of alice yes seeing weird things well it's like, and oh, that's God. why i feel like all these reviews like here we are like how much of the movie can you talk about without no. spoiling literally what happens 10 minutes in? exactly like, 10 right. minutes in you're brought into what this is so right. there's really nothing like, to say without like, that the log line of this movie i'm sure how they pitched it had to be uh 50s housewife has issues with her reality mm-hmm. you know it, it, like the, the premise of this movie is that a woman who's supposed to be in the happiest america that ever was mm-hmm. can't i don't even know how to explain it like she can't come to terms with reality or is yeah feeling that there's something wrong with the world she's living in. Like, that's the premise of the movie. She seemed to be the only one that was aware or inquisitive enough right, to besides... sense something was off, and everybody was just blissfully but then either unaware or later... going, going with it. Yeah, that they're, that they're going with it because it's a better life for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Quote, unquote, yeah. better life. Yeah. It's hard because, like, the themes of it... I. I do appreciate of this kind of subjecting yourself to this naiveness just to live this blissful life and kind of ignore the bad parts. And that actually reminded me of the film that I had mentioned that I had seen with Vicky Crepes, uh, Hold Me Tight, where Mm -hmm. she is dealing with grief. And spoiler alert for that film, she um, kind of like – pretends that she left her family when really they died and she builds up this like alternate world for herself where she left her family and it was her decision and that it's easier for her to to i I didn't i didn't explain this to you because i didn't want to spoil it but now i am yeah but it was easier for her to accept like it was my choice they're not in my life because it was my choice right it wasn't because they died and that really reminded me of this film this same concept of like I'll just tell myself this and I'll live this life and it'll be perfect and I can ignore the past. And Mm -hmm. that's where I also felt like there were a lot of plot holes in this. Yeah. We don't find out until towards the 
third act end of the film, how this all comes to be. And it really comes to be through Jack, Harry Styles' character, and that he's an incel. Yeah, disgusting. He's a little incel conspiracy theorist yes. surfing on YouTube for hours a day because he's an unemployed <sighs> asshole. Oh my yeah. God, what the? That disturbed me. But to I was no end. like, one of the plot holes is like, what is in it for him? Like, I. And what, I was just confused, right? Because he still has to—he has to leave the, the world, world and go to work to pay for this service. Yeah, yeah. So and it also doesn't make probably to pay me. for their apartment that they're just laying in bed in. Yep, <laughs> yep. That he's holding her. Which now hostage. he has to do more work than he did before. Yeah, like before she was the one doing the work. But right. that escape is so sweet to him. Yes. Well, because he gets to be the pretty boy. And he gets to be for like six hours a day and on yeah. weekends. Yeah, true, true. Oh yeah, I guess the weekends. I don't know. It just that didn't add up. Another plot hole for bringing up the plot holes is like we never found out about this plane that crashes. Which mm. yeah, really what is, is up with that plane? And there's the imagery of the kid who has the exact same toy yes. plane. Yes, and the other weird thing about that too is that you see when we see the plane that Alice sees you see it ripple through the yeah. air like it's breaking out of some zone yeah like out of some right. don't what is this so is that a real plane is it not and this is a Good like every time i speak i'm like and then this is the problem that i have <laughs> i've come to find a couple but <laughs> I've come to find just, a couple. A, just a few it's it's a difference between plot holes and leaving something to the viewers to mm, think about. Yeah. And that's a fine line. I feel it's like. a very fine line. And, and I appreciate leaving a theater, but the way that I left the theater last night and I was with like six other girls is like, we should have been like, Oh my God. Like I get like, it all now. I get it all. Or, Oh my gosh. Like I'm still thinking on this rather than confusion. You know what I enjoy is when you leave a theater with questions and you know, if you go back and watch the movie, you could answer some of those. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. I feel like that would not get out, happen. With get this. out, that happens. Exactly. Yes. You rewatch it and you're like, oh my gosh. I miss milk. that. That's why, yes, that's why she separates her Fruit Loops from the milk. That's yeah. why she seems so suspicious in the beginning. It's all these things mm -hmm. that line up to mm -hmm. that. Where in this, it's like, no, I genuinely like. If I watched from the beginning again, I'm not going to see them leave what? for work. I don't know what his life was. Exactly. You don't find out until the end. And it's such a shocking moment of like, she's having surgery, but now she's the surgeon. It doesn't, yeah. it, it's, it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. One of my questions was, what is that almost earthquake? Is that all the men leaving back to the reality? But then it happens oh, when Jack yeah. is home. You're right. Because the first time it happens, they're holding, he's holding like a glass. She's holding like the spices. Yeah. yeah. So what, he's what there. It, 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 I forgot know. about that. You don't know? <laughs> because it reminded me of the first time it happened and they started holding all the spices. It reminded yeah. me of Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when they fire the cannon. Right. The neighbors fire the cannon and everything in the house moves. And they're like, oh, George, grab the children. <laughs> Literally. That's that's what it reminded me of. Mm -hmm. And I and I thought that was like cute and kitschy or whatever. But mm -hmm. now that I'm thinking about it, what was the explosion for? And you know what? I'm sure all of these people have answers for it in their head. Yeah. I'm sure the, the well, screenwriter so. has an answer. I'm sure Olivia Wilde justified some kind of answer for what the screenwriter 
wrote. Right. But it didn't translate on screen. And as a director myself, I've dealt with some working with difficult texts, confusing texts that, you know, sometimes the writer doesn't necessarily have an answer for. And trying to rationalize that in your head and translate it onto whatever medium you're working with is really difficult. And the mark was kind of missed. However, I am gonna give Olivia Wilde credit for being a good director because she yeah. is a better director than she is an actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's... I thought she was just gonna have a cameo. I was surprised to see her the whole oh, time. Oh no, she, she cast herself, she herself, herself the best as the best friend. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. The best she's friend like, who's also in on it. Yeah, mm. and in Book Smart, she's like, okay, I can't play high school, but this, this. Could I be got a that. part for myself. I'm gonna smoke cigarettes and hate my children. All right, let's go. Oh, and yeah. I'm sure she had children, the time of her life. Oh, why are they real? But then the neighbor's child disappeared. He died with the one with the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so how are the other kids so, not so real? How was he real and he died or disappeared or was taken away? By the red man? The well, red man? Oh, well, that's right, because men can die. So maybe this child was subjected to this world oh. and got murdered because the wife didn't know any better. Mm. And Madeline, you're looking at me with this confused look on your face because you don't even you understand, understand the logic of this. No. Because the logic of this world doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense. It's exactly. not there. It and the neighbor... I'm like, oh, I get it, but no. no I don't know. And the neighbor we're dry, we're grasping at straws. Yeah, and the neighbor who's always pregnant, like, is she ever gonna have that baby? Because mm. Olivia Wilde says to Florence Pugh's character, oh, she's always pregnant. She's always pregnant when she's trying to like teach her the ways of the world after Florence Pugh yeah. comes back and her brain's been washed. She's like, oh, and you know, she's always pregnant. So that strike to me, With no children. Does she? Yeah, she doesn't have any children. Like she's always pregnant she never gives birth because the kids aren't real or that's just maybe the maybe the husband who's in on it liked her better while she was Ooh. pregnant or thought she was more attractive or but i just I, like i really don't of, understand i have so many questions i really i really don't understand like any of the like why does somebody sign up for the victory project mm. because because they you watched all of these videos and you believe in chris pine's conspiracy theories about the world but they're not even living it but so it's it, it, it they're dreaming forever well i is it like a dream it's not a it's not a dream for the people who sign up for it it's like a video game for them they're sims okay yeah and it's something that they're choosing to believe so like the way i was trying to rationalize this in my head in the theater was like oh, okay so this is like an allegory for QAnon right yeah and this is these it's like these people in the movie have the higher technology of actually being able to go into the world that they believe in whereas mm. like the QAnon people believe that pizza parlors are for sex trafficking but they like make it real in their heads yeah you yeah. know even though they can't see it i don't know it's it's very odd but somehow kind of makes sense but at the end of the day doesn't and i'm sure i sound like a crazy person trying to explain this but I, well the hardest part to me is that it's not like we didn't have the time to do that mm. this wasn't a long movie, long movie. Mm. and also a, a movie we were saying today like 
at least for me, I could have kept watching, honestly, yeah. because I wanted more answers. I I wasn't yeah. necessarily bored. And I genuinely enjoyed, like, the vibe of the film, the music I really I could liked. watch Florence Pugh all day. Oh, I could watch Florence Pugh all day. Of course. Oh, music. I'm going to have a little tangent here. Yeah, I just want to talk to you about the this. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The oh, song yeah. choices, yeah, incredible. The score, however, you ruined like the movie. It? Ruined it for me. Okay, so I hated the score. I thought it was arguably the worst part of the movie. No. So distracting, and I literally couldn't think because I thought the music was so aggressively awful, and mm. some of the sound editing was also terrible. That's my piece on that. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, I did. And you I, it kind of made me anxious, but I was like, yeah, it's like... Ugh. I am anxious. Yeah. Well, it, it sounded like the shortness of breath to me, and like yeah. I felt like I was being enclosed. I, I got kind of us vibes from it. Yeah. When they're like, yeah, down, yeah, on the, you know, under whatever. Um, that dun dun dun. It's very suspenseful. It makes you a little anxious, and it also feels like this arbitrary. Where's the sound coming from? This isn't coming from this world. This is a little weird. Yeah. It had some sci-fi vibes. Exactly. I think it had the right concept. It just, I don't know what it is exactly, but it completely it, missed the mark for me and distracted. It was a bit distracting. It distracted yeah. me from the action of the movie as opposed to aiding the drama and the suspense every time it kicked in i was like oh here we go again (laughs) car chase all right let's go here's Mm. the crazy music i hate yeah (laughs) the car chase at the end was the whole ending i mean the audience kind of like cheered which was i was like whoa we Um, had a lot of harry fans yeah we had a lot of harry fans Mm -hmm. yeah i did too but it just felt very girl bossy at the end of like Gemma. yeah like stabs chris pine it's oh, now loved, the woman i loved that oh yeah, yeah. i was like yes oh, girl you know but that was... felt like it was shock factor yeah yeah but do you know what was so miserable though yeah there was a the behind me there was a row of film bros and oh, behind the row of film no. bros there was a row of harry styles fans that's oh, wow. and that <laughs> is chaotic the levels <laughs> of hell exactly <laughs> and then and then one of the film bros turns to the row of hairy girls and goes, all right, ladies, don't stab me on your way out. Oh, oh God. When worlds collide. No. Massive ick. Anyway, the that film was a silly anecdote. would say that because they think they can say things. But speaking about Gemma Chan, though, another one of the strongest actors of the film and that monologue mm-hmm. that she delivers mm. in the dinner scene was perfect. Supporting actor that. nom yeah, right and the there. the way that her I'm not like the way that her face, but like no, but the way she that her was face. so like cold talent, but yeah, and just like very pointed. Oh, so it, was good. it was very so very smart, and I liked how it was a close up. It felt like you know all eyes on were on her yes. at this dinner table, which again, good directing mm-hmm. from Olivia Wilde. Like she does get it. There's on YouTube. I forget. I want to say it's Variety does it. I could be wrong. But they do the scene breakdowns with the directors. And it's Olivia Wilde talking about that scene. So oh, I got to go watch I that. didn't okay. watch it because it came out before the movie. So obviously there's not like major spoilers. That whole scene, not the whole scene, but the whole beginning of the scene was out on YouTube before. Hmm. 
I watched it. It was very, it was weird that they released it before. It was before like uh, it turns with Chris Pine, but yeah. it was the whole Florence Pugh being oh, like, I you met this person and you met this person. Right, because that's that's in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, so they okay. did that extended and then they released it on YouTube and then she talks about how she directed the scene, but I didn't want to watch it because I was like, oh, I don't want to know any of the details yet. Right. Well, we got to watch that. Yeah, we got to no, watch I'm it. curious. Because that is something that I will listen to. I want to hear if, listen, I'm not trying to find answers. That's not, I didn't direct this. I mean, I am trying to find answers for myself. But As I'm not a trying director, to, I would like to know. Um, yeah, I would like to know, but I'm not going to say that these are the correct answers. Where I do want to hear Olivia Wilde talk about the film. Because she kind of has run around it and not talked about the film. So, you know, I would like to hear it. But that scene felt very tea kettle in the boiler room. And I felt like we were really getting somewhere, which yeah. was really exciting. And then... But I felt like it even came a little late in the film. Yes. Yes. Because I knew I knew the scene was going to happen because I'd seen clips. Mm-hmm. And just checking yeah, my watch. It, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it hasn't happened yet. When is she finally going to speak up and right. mention these things and say what she's been thinking? Which I don't know. I don't want to be like, I hated that it took so long. Because honestly, like thinking about her character, yeah, there has to be this like, do I say it? She tries to say it. Somebody denies her. She tries to say it. Somebody denies her. And finally, she gets everybody together because she has this status in the town now. Right. Or the the project because Jack just got promoted. So it, it did make sense. And another part that I was like, it eh, was that it felt really repetitive mm-hmm. of... I know it's a simulation. 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 Like for felt like over an hour. And that's what I wish they would have cut out on and put more of the build of what this world is yeah. and all of that and I the beauty of, that of it. Story. Yeah. Um, before she starts realizing things. But then again, the whole realizing things but being confused and the repetition did make me relate to her character more and I was frustrated with her. Yes. Yeah. So it's hard. Like I understand both choices of she had to have that conversation later on once Jack was promoted and she is feeling the repetition and feeling so stuck in this world and so are we as viewers. Truly. And I think this story could have been told a myriad of ways. Yeah. In terms of maybe editing more so, mm. but not even editing. Also just the plot structure. You know, I, th- I think the film could have been introduced with Jack surfing the internet. I think it could have been told yeah. from the real world perspective yeah. first, but then that makes it more of like a Matrix movie. And I mm-hmm. think the way it was told, it was trying to be a little more of a female empowerment. Yeah, as it was especially at the end. Movie. And I think they wanted that big twist at the end because to be honest, I didn't think it was a simulation. I thought this was a genuine place that people were brainwashed to go to and thought that they were living in that time period and in this world. But it was more of like a social experiment I thought as it was opposed a social... to a video game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that too. I, I had... liked that more, I think. Yeah, me too. Whoops. I had no expectation for these eyeball stretcher things and her laying in a bed. Yeah, it was and... a bit more sci-fi than I had expected. Yeah. It was so much more sci-fi than I was expecting. Agreed. And I I don't I don't hate sci-fi. It's definitely not my first choice not what I would have pegged this movie to 
be. I thought it was going to be more like that awful movie. What was it? Like Downsize Me or something. Oh, with oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kristen Wiig. Same. Where yeah. it's like these people, like, if you join this life and you turn small, you'll be richer. You know, oh, that sort of God. thing. I didn't remember where I had this idea in my head, but that's definitely where I had yeah. the idea. was and from that movie. That's yeah. an awful movie. Your like, husband <laughs> decided you're going to live this life now as a couple. Right. And the wife, like, forgot of how she got there. I think right. that's yeah. what I was expecting. And, and it also has a little bit of a Truman Show yes. aspect to it as well mm -hmm. because people from the outside world or at least jack on the outside world knows that he's watching this tv show of his life mm. and and being an active right. participant in the tv show kind of video game of his life but then that makes me where think do like, people think she goes during the day like, that's what? i'm that's what i'm like did did he tell everyone that she died yeah did they have an empty casket at her funeral or mm -hmm. something well, because like and she's that's a doctor. She's a doctor. She has a very important job that people want her to show up to. Yeah, and now she doesn't. So, well, so the fact that, that I would take that away from her is sick. <laughs> yeah, and didn't like Chris Pine come in and do some? Yeah, we see this kind of um, quick flash of her laying. It looks like on the kitchen floor. We see her feet. So I'm thinking, was she attacked and then to put be into put the into the bed? Because how do you right, they had all to, like, of a sudden her. be in this position? Right. But she stays with the eye things for forever. Yes. Oh yeah, she's been like that for who knows how long. Yeah, um, until she at and the very end. Jack, if you see, he. You don't think she's just? I thought I didn't think that was her escape. You don't think she escapes? I well because that already happened in the movie, and then she's just brought back again. You're right. So that's why I thought, oh, no, it's looping again. You're so... I didn't think that... I I genuinely didn't even think of that as a concept of her actually escaping. I, I saw it as, oh, shit, she already did this earlier in the movie where she touches the glass. And she and wakes up in bed. Restarting. In the fake world. I... But here's the thing there is that Jack's still alive. Mm. True. She, so I... My understanding was that she did wake up in the real world. And so did he. And then yes. all the men in the red suits do come club her, knock her out again. But what? she's waking up with a corpse next to her this time. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. she killed him in the fake world. Because she killed him in the fake world, which kills him in the real world. So now she's right. waking because up he, in the real world. He with... is just one person. Right. Yeah. And, you know, he had to keep her body in that bed somewhat stable and well because oh gosh, she's you see so stinky you, yeah. you know and you see him he's rubbing stuff on her lips and like mm -hmm. you have to do yeah. that to keep the lips wet um she was wearing a nightgown that she also wore, wore in, in the, the fake world yeah which was interesting to me it's very yeah. disturbing <laughs> i'm disturbed i make it make sense actually. literally well they have the whole thing of like killing him but wait how does he look different in this world mm. But then he goes back to well, the we, other world. Well, we do um, see that when they're, like, uploading his sim. It's oh, like the clean right. cut picture. Picks nationality British. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he chooses to be how, with her in that world. Interesting yeah. how do you have a partner. she stays yes. the same. Because she's gorgeous. Yeah. Because she's Florence Pugh. Because she, yeah, she doesn't have to change. No. He does, though, because he's an ugly gremlin. And I think that's his yeah. motive. Which was kind of satisfying to see Harry Styles like that. Oh, oh my god. Like it was theater, terrifying. The whole theater erupted in laughter. I have to say, for all the drama that this film had, 
they did a very good job concealing that. Yes. I Yeah, I am truly I applaud shocked. them for that because mm -hmm. I was not expecting that. I did see, I had seen, and I, I saw again today because I saw a TikTok and people were like, finally the photos make sense. And it was a photo of like her, she's in the, the modern day clothes. She's in the yellow sweatshirt and like a sort of like red florally skirt. And that's in the scene when they're like in, they're dancing. Oh, the, yeah, the cutting back. And forth yeah, so they had like leaked photos of that. But I feel like we really didn't know that this whole side of Harry no. was coming out. And no. I think the leaked photos, we thought, I mean, that's not how Florence Pugh dresses, but like we thought that was just them on set. Like, right. It, before going into the trailer or but whatever. But that was, that was the Oh, interesting. Yeah. My other question mm. about Jack's character is, I mean, we think the Victory Project is they're going, the men are going off. They're doing this work. We don't know what it is. Now we know they're really going off to go back into the real world to right. sustain this thing that they've signed up for. And my question is, is that when they have that huge party and he gets promoted, mm. what is that promotion for? Because there is no mm. victory project. Chris Pine is not his boss of any sorts. And, um, or do they all work for Chris Pine in the real world? Oh, now? maybe. Yeah, true. Oh, maybe. As like recruiting. But yeah. my two things that stood out as are these being done in the fake world to make Florence's character um, go along with it is is he getting promoted and he's asking her to have a baby. Those two things seemed very mm. purposeful. It was interesting. I'm not sure yeah, why, why did he want to have a baby with The her. baby thing just felt like hush money to me. Yeah. yeah. I think that was like, to keep her there. Let me distract you and we can yeah. have yeah, true. lots of sex to try to have right. baby that someone will just program into the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Right. That too. Keep her occupied for nine months. What? Is also, she pregnant in real life? Oh God, I hope not. Ew. Sick. I don't know. Ew, ew, ew. I can't. I can't. Oh my God. I just feel like we're going in circles because we don't know and we're not going to know. And no, this movie is not going to get a me. sequel. Not, not even because like. Don't say that. Don't mm. speak that into the no, universe. But it, no, but it just wouldn't. It's not the kind of movie that's going to like. That was my first thought. Something else. Literally. And it couldn't get a prequel either because. Yeah. Mm. They kind of put that into there. It it could get a sequel though if she if I it's about Florence Pugh waking Florence up. Florence Pugh will not sign up to do that again. And go, no, yeah. but but that's but yeah. if they already had a sequel written in the works, like X, it like like X and Maxine and, and Pearl, Pearl, it would be her going out into the real world and trying to fight this terrorist organization. Mm, I would love that. That would be continuing the girl boss energy. It, yeah. The ending felt like an action movie. Yeah. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't. Are but it was get, pretty. It was pretty. It was stunning. It was pretty. I will I will give it that. The people were stunning. The people were gorgeous. stunning. Gorgeous, gorgeous cast of gorgeous, gorgeous people. <laughs> talented or not. Talented <laughs> or not. I didn't say they were talented. I said they were pretty. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> would we say this is Cinema Chicks approved? I don't think it's Cinema Chicks approved. However, mm. I do think everybody should watch it. Is that counterintuitive? Is it's... that what Cinema Chicks approved means? It's thought-provoking. It is. I want people to see it because yeah. I want to continue to dissect it and rip it to shreds and have other people to join with me in solidarity to do the midsummer like screaming yes. with Florence. Yeah, Hill. and be like, what? I agree. I think that the script needed work i think it wasn't 
it didn't leave me questioning in an exciting, hopeful way. It was more head scratch. Yeah, I think it's similar in the way of like Get Out and Us left me with questions that with a rewatch, I was like, oh my God, yes, mm. yes. But after... this was similar to Nope, where the questions that I had were more like, no, they just didn't go further with yeah. that. It yeah. wasn't in a, when I go back and watch it's it. It's just a little sloppy. No, my favorite thing after a movie is, I love to go on a YouTube video and just find all the things you didn't notice and they just answer my questions and then I feel satisfied. And I don't think there's any answers for this. I don't Mm -mm. think anyone knows. Nobody knows. And so that's not very satisfying. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end today, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Harry Styles for having a one good moment of fuck in the car the soundtrack for being the literal soundtrack of my dreams and once again harry styles for having far too long of a dance break like a monkey thanks for listening i'm so glad we had that talk thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you so much